welcome to the Project 938 podcast, uh, where we talk about all things Project 938. So glad you're here with us this morning. My name is Brian Garrison. I'm one of the associate mission directors here in the BBFI mission office and joined here today by one of our missionaries uh, through the World Initiative Network, Javier Hidalgo. Good morning, Javier. Hey, thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so uh, not only do I have the unique opportunity to work right alongside our missionaries every day in the area of finance and all things legal, but I have the, uh, the privilege, and I do consider it a, a unique privilege, of being the director of the World Initiative Network program. And Javier and his family, wife Tiffany, and their three kids are one of the WIN missionaries. And so it's, it's good to have you here with us today. Yeah, thank you. All right, as we begin, we're going to have a conversation with Javier uh, about uh, the World Initiative Network and about his, uh, uh, what God's called him to do uh, and him and his family in Scotland. Uh, but before we do, don't forget to, uh, to like the video, subscribe, also share it in all, on all your uh, social media platforms uh, as we move through this. And we'll also have, I believe in the description below, you'll see uh, a number of links for the World Initiative Network, and we'll be talking a little bit more about those uh, as we go along. Javier. Yes, sir. Good to see you. Yeah, to see yeah you. great to be here. Um, I want to start, uh, first of all, uh, just by giving a, a brief overview. You've heard this uh, many times uh, before. Just want to give a brief overview uh, of what the World Initiative Network is all about. Um, and I'm going to give you also some opportunity to testify uh, how the, the WIND program has helped you and Tiffany mm -hmm. uh, in the process of getting to the field of Scotland. Um, the BBFI, we have traditionally for over 70 years and been very good at uh, church planning, discipleship, evangelism. We have uh, 700 plus missionaries in 83 different countries. Uh, so we've been, we've been doing this for a long time, and we've been putting missionaries all around the world. But for a number of years, uh, we have had um, potential missionaries knock on our door uh, saying that, well, I have a degree in engineering, in mm -hmm. Uh, construction. I'm in the medical field, but I still want to use my abilities, my talents, my education on the mission field and serve God. And uh, unfortunately, we didn't have a place for them for, right. for so long, for a number of years. But uh, in January, uh, two, two years ago of 2019, we, we launched the World Initiative Network, and we put the BBFI mission office in a position to say yes uh, to, to virtually say yes to almost anybody that comes and knocks on our doors with a call of God on their lives to serve on the mission field in, in whatever capacity. And uh, Javier, you're one of those. Right. You're one of those missionaries that came knocking on our door. And so I just want you, first of all, to share how you and Tiffany got connected to the World Initiative Network. Yeah. Um, so my wife and I, neither of our families are in vocational ministry. So when we surrendered to be missionaries, um, our next steps were very foreign to us. Like, you know, where do we go from here? Um, so we were being guided by our pastor as far as what our next steps would be. Uh, eventually, he was invited to uh, join uh, Steve Bender on a uh, retreat in Thailand uh, for BBFI missionaries. And we went alongside him to help with the missionary kids. Okay. And so we were able to meet with uh, Steve on that trip. That was actually our first time meeting him, share our story and what the Lord had laid on our heart um, for uh, reaching, um, you know, people that are far from the Lord. Mm -hmm. And then uh, hearing our story uh, later on down the road, uh, when we reconnected with Steve, he's the first one that actually um, introduced us to Win and thought that we would be a, a good fit for the program. And uh, we 
jumped on board very early on and kind of yeah. hit the ground running from there. Yeah, yeah. So you were in the inaugural class. Yes. Uh, for the World Initiative Network. And uh, uh, so, Pastor, if you're watching, or, or church member, and maybe, Pastor, you have a, a young couple in your church that um, maybe doesn't quite fit the mold for the career church planning missionary, but they feel like God has a call in their life to serve on the mission field uh, in their uh, respective capacity of education or work, uh, you know, the, the abilities that God has given them. Uh, I'd encourage you to, uh, just like Javier did, investigate. Um, right. Look us up. Uh, in the description of the video are some links uh, to the website, worldinitiativenetwork.org, also some uh, introductory prom promotional videos uh, for the WIND program. Uh, give us a call, shoot us an email, and we'll be happy to, uh, to, to put them on the journey as well yeah. uh, to fulfilling God's dreams for them uh, in their lives. So uh, you, you mentioned two or three times in, the, in that little 30-second bit about your story. Yeah. And, and I, want, I want our people to hear your story because I remember, I still remember a couple of years ago uh, in the training, we have a two-day training here yeah. in the WIN offices for all the new missionaries. And uh, this will be the second time I'm hearing it, and I hope I can con contain myself too because I remember after there were about 12 of us or so uh, in the conference room and there wasn't a dry eye in the <laughs> house um, because uh, it's an incredible story about uh, how God has taken you from uh, a very dark uh, place uh, to where you are now and uh, the potential ministry that he has for you guys. And so I want you to share your testimony uh, just about what God's doing in your life. And so, yeah, um, I didn't grow up in a Christian home. That's why I say that missions was so foreign to me uh, as we were eventually discipled. Um, when I was at a young age, um, everybody in, I grew up in Texas, and everybody in Texas told me that God was real. Uh, the problem was they didn't tell me who Jesus Christ was. And so I had this general knowledge of God, uh, but no uh, idea of what salvation meant. Um, my mom got really sick when I was about nine years old. Uh, she was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. And through watching my mother suffer, I questioned that truth that had been shared with me about God being real. Uh, by 12 years old, my mom had started to go blind, and that was kind of my breaking point. Mm. And uh, that I remember asking my older brother, how do you know that God is real? And he had no, I mean, he, he was unchurched as well, yeah. so he had no idea how to answer that question. I ended up looking it up on Google wow. and searching, how do you know that God is real when people suffer? And I tell every church that we go to, I'd love to say that I found a church and that I got saved at 12 years old, but that's just not what happened. Um, I found atheism. Mm. and uh, it, a group of atheists saying that it was foolish to believe in God and that suffering wouldn't exist if uh, God did. And so uh, I bought completely in, and uh, I lived my life as an atheist from 12 years old uh, all the way through high school and uh, into college. Uh, I met my wife, uh, Tiffany, along the way uh, in ninth grade Spanish class. Uh, mm. She had uh, professed faith in Christ uh, in elementary school but had kind of strayed by that point by the time she'd gotten to uh, high school, she had strayed from the faith that she'd placed in Christ. Um, we didn't start dating until my senior year of college, and when we started dating, uh, Tiffany broke up with me, told me that uh, she got to thinking about it, and she, although she hadn't been in church in a long time, what business did she have dating an atheist? Okay. Um, and then the Lord really used this moment. Uh, I tried to say something really mean to her to try to just kind of save face, and I said, hey, Tiffany, you never invited me to church, mm -hmm. uh, so how is that fair? And mm. uh, what I didn't expect her to say was, okay, then let's go to church. Wow. And so uh, we went to a different church for in the Houston area 
for about two and a half years. Every Sunday, we'd find a different church to visit. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually, we got married. Tiffany put her foot down. She said, we're going to one church. We're not doing this anymore. Yeah. Uh, long story short, we started attending Cypress Creek Baptist Church. This is our Sunday church now. And uh, we started attending a young uh, married Bible study that a young couple had started. And uh, the Bible study teacher, uh, Henry, he uh, gave me a verse to read out of John chapter 15. And I was so far from the Lord at this point. You know, I tell everyone I was about as deeply involved in atheism as you could possibly imagine. I thought it was my mission to convince people that they shouldn't believe in God. I didn't know where the gospel of John was in the Bible. And so uh, everybody reads their verse out loud. I can't find mine. Mm-hmm. I had to lean over to Tiffany and say, hey, can you help me find this? Uh, she f- puts her finger on the verse and traces over it like I'm a child reading. Yeah, yeah. And that moment embarrassed me so much. I took that Bible home and I began to read it for the first time. Um, and, uh, by the end of the week, uh, my worldview had completely fallen apart. It was a Wednesday night Bible study. Uh, by the following Wednesday, I'd professed faith in Christ. Um, Tiffany rededicated her life to the Lord, uh, that following Sunday. And, uh, the Lord just turned our world upside down. Um, as we were discipled, we felt the call to missions. And then, uh, the Lord placed a burden and a calling in our lives to reach people like my former self, people that are far from the Lord, really caught into uh, atheism, humanism, uh, worship of self, you know, those kind of things. Uh, the yeah. Lord gave us a burden for us. To yeah, what an incredible, what an incredible story. And that's, that's a really good transition because I want to ask you, uh, why Scotland? God's called you guys to Scotland. Um, and and the, uh, the answer is pretty clear. <laughs> why God called you to Scotland, but I want to hear it from you, and I want you to share it with the people. So, w- why Scotland? Um, so, originally, when we surrendered as missionaries, we, our thought was, Lord, we will go anywhere in the world that you would call us to, and we really felt like uh, you could close your eyes and kind of go like this to a map, and your finger would land somewhere that desperately needs the gospel. Um, and you would be right. Yeah, um, <laughs> and, and when we know that from all the missionaries that we met along right, the way right. on, our, on our journey. Um, but then the Lord gave us a, a, a real burden for atheistic cultures, and that immediately brought us to Europe, because um, most European countries, you can do the same thing. You can close your eyes, go like this, and you'll find an atheistic yes. uh, country. Uh, eventually, the Lord opened doors and allowed us to uh, communicate with some missionaries uh, in Scotland, uh, and then along that journey, we found out that Scotland has the fastest-growing atheist population in the world right now, and so the Lord just really used that burden that he had given us in the mm-hmm. state of um, Christianity mm-hmm. uh, in Scotland uh, to, to give us a calling to try to reach people uh, like my former self. Yeah, no coincidence, huh? Yeah. It's amazing how, how God is always working behind the scenes mm-hmm. to take you slowly uh, from, from where you are, point A, to where you need to be. Point Absolutely. B, and he's just guiding you along the way. You didn't even know it at the time, uh, but using your uh, your your testimony and and the way that you were before Christ mm-hmm. uh, to now reach people who were the same are the same way right. that you were and God is using that and uh, and and influencing them that's, that's incredible uh, so ministry when you get there mm-hmm. okay what, what are you guys looking at so obviously you won't have to learn another language right that's a plus yes yeah maybe a little accent yeah throw an accent in there but tell us a little bit about, about what your future plans are for ministry in Scotland. Yeah, um, so we're going to come alongside uh, Dan and Jackie McCaskill, uh, BBFI career missionaries. have been in time. Scotland um, almost as long as I've been alive, since yes. the early 90s. Yes. And so um, one of the things that um, we knew early on as we surrendered as missionaries was that we wanted to um, find some mentorship 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, we know that you don't spend over 30 years on a field unless you have a deep love for the people that you're, that you're serving. So the Lord opened the door for us to um, take a survey trip in 2018. Uh, we were able to connect with uh, Dan and Jackie McCaskill. And so our plans are to work under them and alongside them uh, when we get to the field and then uh, eventually continue the work that the Lord's been doing through them for the past 30 years. And so uh, continuing to build up the church they planted in North Berwick, Scotland, and then Lord willing, uh, as that church grows, continue to plant churches um, across southern Scotland is the region that we believe the Lord's called us to, to serve in. Wow, that's incredible. That's incredible. Uh, so also, um, you're on deputation, mm-hmm. okay? And, and for those of you who are, are unfamiliar with that word, just tuning in maybe for the first time to this podcast, uh, well, most missionaries uh, have to uh, go and raise support, mm-hmm. monthly support, regular support, I, I would say, yeah. uh, from churches and or individuals. And uh, that's what you're currently doing, you and Tiffany and the boys. And so tell us a little bit about how it's going. I know you're on the tail end of that. Yes. So uh, good news for all of you missionaries on deputation. There's light at the end of the tunnel. It's possible. <laughs> yes. You can make it through, right? Uh, so tell us how it's going, how close you are to your goal, uh, and uh, just what it looks like at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Give us some encouragement there. Uh, we were approved as uh, or accepted as one missionaries in January of 2019. We hit the road in February, so about a month mm-hmm. or really a few weeks later. Yeah. And we've been traveling um, pretty much since then uh, with this brief pause with the pandemic and everything. Mm-hmm. But the Lord's just really poured out blessings upon our deputation. Uh, we're really excited. We're 87% of the way there right wow. now. Um, and uh, we have plane tickets purchased yes. uh, for August 16th, and so we're praying that uh, our visas get approved so we can yes. uh, hit the ground running in, in August. Uh, we're getting really excited. It's kind of a surreal experience because, like you said, um, being on deputation, uh, it, it gets to the point where you start to feel like, man, this is just life now in, mm-hmm. you know, as you present to uh, church after church and travel many, many miles. Uh, but there, we are starting to see that light at the end of the tunnel yes. that uh, August is going to be here quickly, so we're really excited about that. Okay, good. I still remember the uh, the last service on deputation that we were at. I remember the, the hotel we were in, and we were jumping on the beds. So excited. <laughs> uh, so congratulations. You're almost there. Been praying for you guys, and we will continue to as you wrap up your deputation, uh, looking towards moving to Scotland. So selfish plug here, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, on deputation, and as you, you're moving toward what God has called your family to do, how has the World Initiative Network helped you guys? Yeah, um, I know when we were in the early stages of um, planning out what our next steps would be after we'd surrendered uh, to be missionaries, one of the things that became very apparent is that we needed something more uh, than just a processing of our, our funds, okay. right? More than someone who's just receiving checks and making a deposit into our, uh, our bank account. And so that's really what we found through WIN and how we've been um, blessed through our partnership with WIN. Um, knowing that um, th- we have a uh, group of people that are behind us. Um, I mean, just I think it was just a few months ago I called you for uh, some advice that I needed about a situation that we were going through. And so knowing that we have that, um, knowing that we have a, um, a group of people that love missions, mm-hmm. love missionaries, and yep. love the Lord uh, that are uh, praying for us mm-hmm. um, has been a, a huge uh, encouragement uh, to us, and then just um, doors that it's opened um, with uh, pastors and with churches uh, that we've been able to share our story with. Uh, yeah, we're extremely thrilled that we've been able to uh, be part of Win and continue to be part of Win. Well, and we're honored to have you as part of the team. 
actually. And you mentioned um, the support and the service that you get. One uh, one thing that might be surprising for those that don't know a lot about the World Initiative Network yet is that the same back office staff, the same um, uh, employees here at the office that work and help our career missionaries in the BBFI mission office, they are the same staff that help a win missionary. Right. And so we bring to the table 70 years of experience That's right. uh, with career missions, and then we're able to provide the same type of service for the win missionary. Right. And uh, Javier, man, it, it's just, uh, it, it's an honor for us to be a part of what uh, God's going to use you guys to do in Scotland. Um, we're, we're glad to have you as part of the team. Thanks for being here today. And uh, we'll also put uh, the Hidalgo's information uh, in, in the description as well. So, Pastor, uh, if you're looking for another missionary family, you better, you better jump on quick. They're almost, <laughs> they're almost off of deputation, but I'm sure he'd be happy to take your call. Uh, Absolutely. If, uh, yeah, if you'd like a little bit more information about uh, the Hidalgo family. Uh, to Scotland. Also, don't forget there'll be the links for the World Initiative Network down in the description and Project 938. Uh, we still have a lot of uh, good podcasts coming for you, a, a lot more information about the big Sunday in October, and don't forget the registration for that opens up uh, really soon next month, so be looking for that in the uh, website, uh, which is project938.world. Once again, Javier, Thanks so much oh, yeah. uh, for, awesome for to coming here. today. Appreciate you taking some time out uh, just to have the conversation. Uh, look forward to uh, reading lots of prayer letters in the future about what God is doing in Scotland, using you guys uh, to reach um, a, a, a very ripe harvest field. And continue to Amen. pray uh, for missionaries just like Javier and Tiffany who answered the call. God's still calling, uh, but we need to keep praying that uh, those that are hearing the call will be receptive and answer the call and follow God's leading in their lives so that we can put more uh, on the mission field and watch God work all around the world. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Looking forward to seeing you next week on the Project 938 podcast.